Calling all beauty entrepreneurs. Interested in starting a skincare line, but not sure where to start? Check out Sula Labs. Sula Labs is a chemistry lab based in the heart of Dallas, Texas, run by cosmetic chemist and dermatologic research scientist, AJ Aday. AJ's mission is to create products with Black and Indigenous business owners in mind. Sula Labs' main focus is to develop industry formulas to help chronic skin diseases and darker skin tones. Services Sula Lab Cosmetics provides consultations for new and existing skincare brands, product evaluation, free ingredient report, esthetician, and student discount. For more info on Sula Labs, visit sula-labs.com or shoot an email to hello at sula-labs.com. Now, let's get into Black Girl Brunch. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. And we appreciate you guys for tuning into another wonderful episode. We're here. We're back. Oh, man. How y'all do it? <laughs> we back at it. We did it again. <laughs> it's your girls. <laughs> it's your girls. And guess what? It's also your boy. Eric is here too. Period. That's wild. Eric really listens to everything we say every week. <laughs> that is so, it gotta be so draining. That sucks. That <laughs> sucks. Shout out to the hardest working man in showbiz. Come on. <laughs> Come on, give my boy, give my boy a round of applause. <laughs> Every black comedian on Comic View. <laughs> Shout out to the hardest working man in show business. Who? <laughs> another nigga with a boxy suit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me. <sighs> Please. How was your week? Well, um, it's coming along well. Realizing things. Um, breaking down, building up. <laughs> Can I just say, we have, I feel like if you knew us last week, you don't know us today. <laughs> a lot. We've realized a lot of stuff and we've realized a lot of things. A in lot. The last 48 hours. A lot. And honestly, now I understand when Kanye West said it was all good just a week ago, mm. I never understood it more. <laughs> things changed when, in a week. When Christina Aguilera said, thanks for making me a fighter, never understood it until now. Never got it until when I tell you I have realized things from childhood, both of us, (laughs) in the span of 24 hours. When Yolanda Adams said the battle (laughs) is not yours, it's the Lord's, never got it more than today. We have not shared, we've shared so many quotes amongst each other. (laughs) We have manifested it it gets to a point where it's like, is this manifesting or begging for a better future? (laughs) Shit, I'm begging. I'm on one bended knee. <laughs> oh my God. I said, please give me a break. <laughs> please. I can't take this shit anymore. I'm tired. Real shit. That's where we're No, at. but dead ass. So it's been, it's like, has it been hard? Yeah, but it's also been great. You know, it's been great. And oh, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about this weekend. Like, you know, shit get real when you. <laughs> When you cry because you happy you learned something. It's literally, literally, it's a it's a it's a combination of hurt and like um I'm learning I'm learning to sinking in. 
yeah, it's like, whoa, I really get it now. I really get it. And I know I'm about to be better because I understand why, you know, what this lesson is. Sometimes I feel like when you take, you feel like you take an L, that's all it feels like is an L. But it's yeah. a blessing when you feel like, oh, I took an L, kind of. But it's also an L that has me seeing things more clearly. So is mm. it really an L? Not really. Mm -hmm. Not really. It's a W. And I'll mm -hmm. take it. Mm -hmm. You know, they say laugh now, cry later, but sometimes it's cry now, laugh later. Exactly. Um, but let's get into some things that make us happy, right? Not that we aren't happy, but let's <laughs> just get into some things we're looking forward to, which is yes. fall. What are we excited for for fall? Woo! So I will go first. Day four. So obvious. I'm excited for Halloween. Period. Gotta get my stuff together because it's, it's sneaking up. But it's definitely my season. I'm excited. I'm watching YouTubers do Halloween hauls and I'm just, I'm so excited. Um, the next thing is, believe it or not, I've, ne I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. Wow, really? Sweet. And I love pumpkin. Sweet. Like, never? Never. Wow. I don't know why. I think I last, not last, last year, the year that I had a job, I didn't get it because I wanted going into work. You don't want to fuck around. You want to get the coffee that you know that's going to get you going. Okay, that's true. That so is, now that I, I can agree with, I didn't try pumpkin spice. Um, and I worked in a mall, and it was near. I could either go to Dunkin' Donuts or go to Starbucks. But I was like, I'm not fucking around. I am getting the coffee that I know that'll help me get through the first half of my shift. Okay. So that's why I never, cause I before, cause I never, I'm not a really a coffee drinker. I didn't um, only started drinking coffee really um, when I started working in a mall. So um, yeah, I didn't get it. Um, and then you know everybody know last year like what the hell am I drinking coffee for? But um, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm gonna try it finally this year, and I'm excited to try something pumpkin spice. Um, yeah, girl, it's so good. You really gonna as a person who enjoys pumpkin, you're gonna like it. I mean, I like pumpkin spice stuff, and I'm not even a big fan of pumpkin. I freaking love pumpkin. I, I love pumpkin pie. Like, I can't wait. Oh, pumpkin pie, pie. I can't. I think I'm gonna try to make it this year. Please do that. Yes, I like pumpkin pie now. Do I tell you Cause I, I was actually I felt like it was anti-black to eat pumpkin pie. I know you did. My my mom always make fun of me for liking pumpkin pie. She's like, that's white. I'm yeah, like, I felt like that was real. <laughs> I was like, why would you do that when you got the yam pie right there? No, pumpkin pie is different. It's so freaking good. It is. They're definitely similar, but both good. And it's, uh, you could do a lot with pumpkin soups all day. Mm -hmm. like, also, lot. and I love pumpkin seeds. Um, also, before I move into the next one, if you are vegetarian, I know I never shout y'all out. I never will. But you should try the... um. Tasty cake, hand pies, like the tasty cake ones, mm. get the pumpkin one. I miss that so much. I wish it was vegan. That was like the first time I had pumpkin pie and I was turned out. Um, <laughs> it really turned me out. Like, <laughs> oh, By the way, there are some of those tasty cake pies that are vegan, but yeah. it's the glazed ones. Ah, uh, see, I like the one in the little, you know, the little crepe thing. <laughs> oh, I know. And I read you them know. ingredients real slow. I was, mm. I am mm, milk fat. <laughs> 
also the third one is fall fashion you know everybody be like i can't wait till fall so i can really start dressing like that's how i feel like because i have like i'm sitting near my shoe rack and i'm looking at like all the crap because first of all if you know anything about me i'm always have my toes out (laughs) so i always wear slides like literally after the like i pack my slides in my my gym bag soon as i leave that gym my feet are out like i don't i love wearing my feet out so i have so many pairs of crocs and i haven't worn any of them because i'm like i'm gonna wear my feet out while i can um, so I have so many shoes that I'm gonna, I can't wait to wear this fall. So I cannot also like just being layered up. Um, I just, I just can't wait in the colors. I think I want to kind of dabble with orange this year. Like I just can't wait. Yes. Um, I'm excited to see you in orange, especially orange and black together. Don't have to look like, nah, 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 nah. like yeah, it don't look really like chic together. Yeah. And also like. I want to get more because I feel like since it's been so hot, I like fell off with like my personal style. And plus, all I'm wearing is gym clothes right now. Um, I really want to get back to my personal style, and I want to, and I see ways that I could do it. Um, and like, like be like, oh, you know, I'm kitschy, gothy, like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want to try orange. So yeah, that's what I want to try. Um, the last thing is kind of um hinting on a the last one I said fashion the colors I'm oh, so excited yeah. to the outside colors like seeing the colors of the leaves um and like the trees and stuff so like beautiful. that um so yeah I'm excited also I would like to I remember um last um fall we went to Linville Linville Orchard Linville mm-hmm. that's what's it called again Linville Orchards yeah there so I would love to go again this year and I just love when I was there, the colors. I was just, I still remember the colors. It's just like, oh. Yes, honestly. And I'll just pick up from there because that's the first thing on my list is Lambella Orchard. Yes. Like going to the pumpkin patch was so fun. Honestly, when I think about 2020, that was honestly probably one of the funnest days of 2020. Just it going was. to the pumpkin patch and going through the maze and what really got me though was the seasonal foods the kettle corn the apple butter the um apple cider that we can spike the vanilla canned peaches it just was so many yummy yummy foods i don't even say yummy but that's the only word you can use for it and like blueberry maple syrup. It just was so many good things and I definitely took advantage of it. Like that apple butter, I put that on everything. It was so good. The first week that I had it. I forgot to tell you, I just got, I went to, um, uh, oh my God, why am I about to say Rittenhouse? Um, What the hell is it? Red and Terminal. I went to Red and Terminal because I I have to do that. I want to do that every once a week or maybe twice a week, getting up hella early because that's when I got up at 6 o'clock in the morning and I went to the gym by 8 a.m. and I got done by like 9. So I went to um, Red and Terminal and I got apple butter. I haven't used it yet, but I went to like, because the Amish be there. So I got like a big thing of apple butter and I was so excited. Ooh. Apple butter just, oh, love that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for apple butter. Um, I'm going to go with fall fashion. Uh, I saw this tweet that was like, y'all, y'all say y'all excited for fall fashion <laughs> just to dress like Moesha. Okay, and <laughs> Period. Yes, that's the point. <laughs> the point is to look just like Moesha. I'm, I hope this ain't a diss because that's <laughs> I retweeted it. It was like, absolutely. That's exactly how I plan to look. But 
this year i'm excited to get into fall fashion because i'm i was just telling sabria like i'm focusing more on uh minimalism and i found this this clothing subscription box called newly um n-u-u-l-y shouts to jameer i saw the name but didn't know what it was and he told me exactly what it was and i saw some really cool things for fall you know and i get so guilty when i just want to buy dresses that i know i just want to wear for an event or on a trip or to dinner or something like that and I'm like, realistically, is this a staple dress? Will I wear it again and again and again? No, but this subscription box, I mean, here's a free ad. I haven't tried it yet, but I want to try it this fall. And it's going to be a good way to kind of keep some things in rotation. I'm really excited for like ox blood. I really hope Telfar brings back. Yes, the they ox are. Blood. They, they're bringing it Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. I hope they bring it again. Bring <laughs> they it got back a payment plan. I'm getting on a payment plan. Okay. This, this uh, on, I just, on I just need to get my apartment together before, yes, before I get, you get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel I'd be getting shamed from like my parents if I show up with something new and they're like, where that couch at you? Oh, all right. <laughs> what am, I'm like, damn, yeah, I don't have a couch yet. So, all right. But um, yeah, tell far, I know we friends now. So if y'all wanted to send me a Sabria, so I'm like, <laughs> Period. you know, what, tell fees, we get it. You know, we would be very happy. But yes, and also I'm getting into mules uh so any type of mule i can find that's vegan is going to be mine all yes. mine it's like in clogs yep mules clogs all those types of things um i love to see it glamping i've been seeing like all these cool places yes. in pa and just on the uh northeast where you can go glamping you can stay in domes and for those of us who want to be in nature but need electricity and cell phone you know wi-fi all that stuff water running water this is great for us like i just got to do outdoors in a way that works for me i know all my like Colorado, like people are probably gonna be cracking up at this, but it's just, you just gotta know yourself. And I can't be <laughs> out in no tent without no electricity, eating a can of beans. Like it's just not gonna be. Yeah, mm. that sounds not. Why would I do that? I don't. I don't. That doesn't sound fun to me, personally. Mm. Um, apple cider muffins from Abe's is the final thing. Uh, Mister Brand. Oh, yeah. So Abe's is a brand that makes like vegan muffins and cakes and things like that it's so good i'm addicted honestly you can't even have them in the house another free ad um but last year me and sabria found some apple cider eggs on muffins and it was to the point where i couldn't stop thinking about them for as long as they were on the table i'm like these are so good had them that one time never found them again next thing you know it was winter and i'm like probably out of season so i'm like i am going to be looking for those things all over the city their website i'm gonna look for i'm, I'm really gonna get those and i'm so the type good. of bitch that orders something online yeah i have to with something like that because i can't let it you know being vegan we can't just walk up into any donut shop and be like oh yes i would like to take an apple cider donut and then sometimes you get something apple cider that's vegan and it's like ah this don't hit like the old thing did mm -hmm. but that in my humble opinion hit harder than any other apple cider thing I've had before. It was so it was good. good. And the top, uh, I'm going to say something that some of you are going to be uncomfortable, but the top was chewy. Like the top of the muffin was like, oh yeah, it was I remember like a that chewy. And I was like, whoa, a lot of times vegan stuff be real crumbly. Yeah. And it wasn't. So it just, it just, it felt good. That's how I feel. It felt good. Mm -hmm. I already mentioned 
the 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 fall breeze. I'm this has been the hottest summer. Oh my God. It's and we moved in it. Like we moved and was lifting all these boxes and shit. almost oh, shit over a hundred degree. I yeah, so that's put in perspective me the time I want to move around, actually. <laughs> yeah, same. I ain't never did that before. I moved in January and I thought it was gonna be miserable. But actually moving in August, if you can, don't do it. That's all yeah, I got to say. I was like, yeah, I definitely these next few months is like what I'm looking at because the summertime is it, it ain't it. No, at all. At all. But yes, guys, that was Faye for you know, hit us up on the socials. Let us know what you're excited for, uh, for fall. We would love to hear. Let's get into Toast Forces. <laughs> Um, we want to give a shout out uh, to one of our Twitter uh, followers. I'm not going to try to pronounce your name because after calling um, someone Jive Turkey, I mean, JV Turkey, and then it was Jive Turkey. <laughs> Shouts to her, by the way. I'm like, I'm never going to try to say anyone's name again because I just can't get it right. I just can't. But we will, if you, you haven't even told us if you want it to be known, but if you do, yeah. we'll give you a retweet, give you your credit. Yes. But um. They gave us the idea to shout out a local Philly honey by the name of Local Black Child, which is such a beautiful name. So apparently Local Black Child is 20 years old and she started out being a content creator, got her own business. And it's just, oh my God, if you just want a dose of just fabulousness, beauty, a blast of pink, just a black girl living in her own world, giving us the aesthetic that we want, that we need, it's amazing. And to be so young and to know who you are and to have a brand it's so impressive. It is, and it looks good. It looks really good. And also looking at her made me um like motivated. Cause also like, I mean, I don't plan to stay here for the um rest of my life, but um it made me not necessarily want to run away from the city. She made it look different. She yeah, people who can really make cities look different are a reminder that it is what you make it, you know? So to be so young and to be, to know who you are is really crazy. And like you, Sabrina, she definitely inspired me to want to get, step my game up. Mm -hmm. So shouts, shouts to her. Um, I love to see it. If you want to guys want to follow her on uh, Instagram, it's local black child. And she has a brand called hello black child. Mm -hmm. Now let's get into some tea time. All right, so we got OnlyFans here. Some would say that they belong in a sunken place. I agree. <laughs> I agree, but I can't really understand what the hell is going on. It's it's so like y'all you know that I, that that vine it was like America. I am confusion. That's how I feel. <laughs> no, literally, that's how I feel. I feel so um, confusion, not confused, but confusion. So, like l less than a week ago. OnlyFans announced, announced that it will ban sexually explicit content on the platform while still allowing some nudity. Many sex workers who use OnlyFans said that they were blindsided by the abrupt rule change after having built lucrative followings, selling their pictures, videos on the platform. So that was a quote from the New York Post. And I just feel like, yeah, how do you get all this popularity from sex workers and then when you now feel like you don't need them anymore, you say, okay, we're not going to do sexually explicit content, but you can still do nudity. 
Um, my next question is, I know that there are ways you can do nudity without it being sexually explicit, but in reality, how can you do that? Exactly, and because what does that mean? Like, can so for instance, I'm thinking like, you know how you take um your passport picture, you just stand there? Like, can I do that and just... <laughs> Like, but they can't like, or are y'all gonna be like, whoa? Like, what yeah. is it? Is that what y'all want though? Do y'all want people to just stand there? Cause what the hell? Yeah, like, if I I'm, pay, I'm confused. Yeah, I don't want to pay for that. Just seeing somebody just stay. Like, I don't get it. Like, people always gotta go ruin something. Like, a lot of folks lost their money. I mean, lost their jobs and stuff. And this was their way of making income. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't get paid enough at their jobs, and this is their way of making more income. Mm-hmm. And it's like to take that away from folks. And it's like, well, what do you think people are on OnlyFans looking at? This is not Twitch. Ain't nobody on here like to 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 like build that type of community. This is not Patreon. No one's on here to build that type of community. So it's like, what is it? And more importantly, like apparently, we'll get into it. They were talking about the banks, but it's like, well, why are the banks not shutting down actual porn sites? Also, a lot of the banks, um, I'm pretty sure, and I can say this confidently with no facts in front of me, have something to do with trafficking. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, for sure. I can say that like, confidently. Are, why are they now like trying to weigh in on ethics. So Tim Stokely says that banks forced him to change the policy. He said, we had no choice. The short answer is banks. He said, unfair banks often unfairly flag transactions or even outright refuse to work with OnlyFans due to reputational risk, making it difficult for the company to transfer money to the hundreds of thousands of sex workers who use the platform to sell explicit photos and videos. So my thing is, it's like, one, is this 1962? Two, and is uh, the bank's code for the Vatican or something? Since yeah. when do they get to say that, like, capital can't be exchanged due to something that they don't enjoy? Like, how, it's like, I, I don't understand it. And more importantly, why are you not standing up to them? After your whole platform gained popularity for the, for these people. I'm like, please, somebody let me know if I'm missing something. I've been reading these articles and nothing's making sense to me. And I think it's because it's like you said, I think that everybody's being gaslit right now. They're like, That's they mean one thing, but they're saying another. Also, I'm like, are they just saying no nudity, knowing that they can't actually police it so that then people can do their thing and the banks now have no other choice but to be like, well, technically, we don't know what's going on. So it'll be like, you know, but it's like, why do all that? We are in 2021 where people should be able to say that they're a sex worker and it not be a reputational risk. Like that, that, no, what should be a reputational risk is capitalism as a whole and how y'all don't give people choices on how to survive but then try to police the money they make. Like, come on. Exactly. Also, like the big thing is, I feel like they're really mad because the thing with sex work is that they hate when the sex worker is in control and oh, for sure. the, when they have the consent like a lot of um the workers the a lot of the sex workers on in their bio they'll say no absolutely no meetups they'll have like all their rules there and um also they're being their own boss it's like the only middleman i is like them and only fans um so basically they're in control and it's like they actually have the power and so I feel like they don't, the big thing is the banks don't want the sex workers to have power because they feel like 
they should be ashamed of ashamed. themselves. They should be they, in the back alley sneaking. Exactly. Because know. a lot of them people, and you said it earlier off the mic, and you said you wants to talk about it here, that Wolf of Wall Street is literally like, I mean, it is based on a true story, but I feel like it's even truer than what we know. Like, I know it's it a true way, story, but it's probably way more intense. Than it's what we probably worse. Um, to say the least. Um, like literally, I'm just thinking about the scene and they like sniffing coke off of like people, like women's bodies and just like being Come on, very why would they get that reputation? Like that. Where would they yeah, also like that happened like, you know, eighties, I think. And it's probably even worse now, you know? Please, please. Um and- like the <laughs> drugs are stronger, like it's just so they were, you know, they and they know that's their culture. The banks and Wall Street stuff, they know that's their culture. Yes, these big wigs, you know, American Psycho, uh, even in um, Pose, like they had that like big banker being scandalous mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's always some scandals surrounding them. So I feel like it's it's not so shocking to me that banks are behind like trying to get in front of this because while women are not the only ones who benefit from OnlyFans, they, in their minds, they probably are the face of sex mm-hmm. work and it's like shut it down mm-hmm. because now I don't have control. Like they're saying they're not going to meet up. I don't have control because like this one woman said, she's making some weeks between some months raking in between 20,000 to 100,000 per month. And I'm like, Lord of mercy. Um, and the CEO, I mean, it's like he has step in, like trying to be like, it's not our fault. It's the banks. So he called out JP Morgan, called out Bank of New York. Mellon saying that they flagged and rejected like all these different things. Both those banks uh, declined, Metro Bank declined. But it's like you're half stepping because, okay, I, I guess you want a cookie for being brave and calling out these powerful <laughs> banks by name. But at the same time, you should have advocated. You should have advocated. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm sorry. I feel like he kind of taking it laying down. Yep. You should have advocated. hard enough? No, they're not going hard enough. Because I would, I would be like, okay, cool. So what we got to do? Cash at what you doing? Who who like you gotta make enough noise? Like you're discriminating. You got the we're in the middle of an economic crisis, and this is finally a way for people to do remote work. And now y'all got a problem. This is remote work. Mind it your is. business. They pissed. Mind your business. It's, 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 that's really some. That's the most hater. That's big hater energy. That's big hater energy, and you know, if somebody you know balding, mad as shit at the computer because they can't meet somebody, that's <laughs> stay behind it. They're behind it. So as always, we do stand with sex workers. Um, and we hope that there's another platform. I hope that there's somebody, you know, clacking on some keys right now, <laughs> trying to find a new platform so that people yep, can they get are. their bread. They are. I've seen I've seen um the girlies talking. Yeah, so it's just OnlyFans, you're done. That's how I feel. <laughs> uh Shikari. So the internet. Shakari, I'm sorry. I don't know why I called her that. I just don't know. It's because of the way I spelt it. Uh, Shakari was the talk of Twitter. Um, everyone wanted to make a joke because she came in last place uh, for the race that was on Saturday and the 100-meter race. And then she withdrew from the 200-meter race. Um, and she didn't hesitate on reminding people that she still runs faster than them. 
I first I'm just like, oh man, like I did not want her to get in the last place because I want her to win. I love her personality, but it happens. You take your L piece like she did. I guess my bigger question is, what is everyone's obsession on rubbing black confident black women's like nose in it? Also, the thing that I didn't like is the fact that y'all spent so much time talking about her and not the winner, the actual winner. Hello? That's because so, they don't care about the sport. They just it, care about talking shit. When it comes to sports, one thing I don't do is talk about how what somebody should have done. Because I know I can't do it. Because I can I barely walk it. down my steps. So <laughs> it's like literally twisting my ankle trying to get cookies. So what am I going to say? <laughs> I really have, I have something to say about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that I shouldn't have something to say about. But sports, that's one thing that I'd be like, ah. So here's my thing. I'm not talking about nobody because right now I can't even do exercises where I lift my hands above my head. That's what the doctor told me. So yeah. I kind of got to sit this one out. What I will say, though, is while I was I wanted her to win because I want her to win, period, you know, it to me might be something else going on because to win that one joint and then come into dead last and then withdraw don't sound good to me. Like, I just hope she's okay. This would not be the first black athlete that, you know, it's just the, the mental part of it is just doing too much. My yeah. advice would be to be like, girl, stop talking to these people, get in the gym, start meditating, start mm -hmm. drinking some tea, you know, get your mind right because you see how people do. So it's nothing to do besides show them. And she was. That's essentially what she said. Oh, well, and I lost, so what? And I'm going <laughs> to run again next time. Yeah, and, like, I just felt like they was going a little bit, like, too hard on her. Like, somebody was like, I know y'all not used to, a lot of y'all not used to seeing your favorite um athlete, um, like cut lose or, or mess up or something like that the thing is i have like i used to really be into sports and i have um maybe it's because i didn't use twitter like that when i was watching sports um but i felt like they was just going a little bit like harder on her as a black woman like i do i really do yeah and, and like and it's and i feel like that because a lot of people are so that is like a, a the sport that I was into was football, and that's like a like everybody like a lot of people millions of people are football, but everybody is not into run. Like first of all, I didn't even know there was a run. When people said she came in dead last, I said for what the Olympics is over. Like <laughs> I didn't know. Like I had no clue. So I feel like a lot of people was zero in on that to prey on her downfall because I'm like since when I have never heard this much about running, like dead ass. I have never heard this much about running. Yeah, so, and like let's just let's let's talk about this. She didn't run slow. She just didn't run faster than the winner, who was Elaine Thompson here. Okay, mm -hmm. so Shakari took eleven point fourteen seconds, and the Jamaican runner's time, Elaine, was ten fifty four. Okay, seconds. So it was almost within like one second apart. Like you know what I mean? Like, Y'all niggas act like she was like running she for an hour. hour. They make no these everybody fucking fast. That's the problem. They all fast because this Jamaican runner, she literally is extraordinary. She they said that she is beat like a new record. She's the second fastest women's time in history, second only to Florence 
Griffith Joyner, a legend. So it's like, let's not just talk about like, oh, Shakira took an L. No, Elaine was fast. Exactly. Also, Elaine was fast. She's still the sixth fastest woman in the world. Like and that is I'm, not. And I'm the one millionth. <laughs> She's not number ten. She number six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eleven seconds. Versus 10.54 is so if I'm doing my math right, <laughs> 20 seconds behind. I mean, 20, 20 milliseconds. Sorry, <laughs> 20 milliseconds. The jokes right there, fucking selves. What y'all got to do at some point is go to hell. Now, like, I <laughs> like told, it's that simple. Now, I Garbage. don't like shit talking if you lose because that's just how I am. Um, because I get embarrassed. But I feel like Sabria was like, well, that's sports. You know, people talk shit in, in sports and maybe it's like different because she's a woman. But um, I would just my only advice would be like, girl, <laughs> get they wasn't what you shooting in the gym. They can't they can't talk trash about you and what you doing. Just stay at it. And most importantly, she has personality like these other girls are also fast. But for some reason, they're not getting the same attention. And I think that's what people mad about is that she has moxie. She has it. Mm hmm. Like, they're yep. so mad. Yep. I think that's what really makes um that really makes the people angry. And it's crazy. And it's literally like it's crazy because men in sports do the same thing. Even when, you know, I was telling Iman earlier, um, because I am forced to watch sports, um, <laughs> they do it. Like, I watch Conor McGregor get his ass whooped in the middle of somebody throwing punches at this man. He's on the ground. He's still talking shit. And, I, you know, I just hate and that. I people, hate people like this. And then people are like, and, pe and you know, like, um, men who watch you sport and stuff like that they laugh and they're like yo he that like you know the people still but i feel like women don't get the same thing because first of all people get angry when women are strong um they get angry when women are strong or do they things get angry that, when women are angry they get angry exactly when women so are happy. it's not the same thing because like when I, I like since i know the culture of like sports and stuff i just was like whatever like about it and when people was like yeah just i'm like but a lot of people talk shit like that, so I don't get it. So I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. But um, we should carry high over here. Um, yeah. let's get into our girl Amber Rose. This is honestly so upsetting to me, and like, <sighs> it's just triggering it's to say the least. Like, I just don't. So let's start with the first story, which is that. You know, everybody know uh, Amber Rose had a new boyfriend. Well, it's now her ex-boyfriend, Alexander Edwards. You know, she recently outed him for Wasn't cheating Wasn't they married? Well, I don't Or hood married. They was hood married. They was hood married with their husband, wife stuff, no ring. Um, but anyway, uh, Alexander Edwards, uh, this is just so messy and nasty, but it just, I feel for her. I really do. She outed him for cheating on her with 12 women, and he later admitted to it. That so it's is not so nasty to me. Like, I'm sorry. A lot of men need to be so ashamed. Like, that is so nasty to me. Like, 12, and there probably was more. Like, it takes me so long to get connected to somebody and, like, actually feel like I want to. And also, like, it's not even, like, I, and I'm talking from the perspective of a single person. I'm saying if I had somebody, it's no way. 
It's just it's no way. It's just really, really terrible, man. So she wrote, um, <laughs> I'm tired of getting cheated on and being embarrassed behind the scenes. All 12 of your bums, the ones that I know of, there's probably more, can have them. Y'all very much knew he was in a relationship with a baby, and y'all decided to fuck him anyway. I saw all the texts and DMs. Y'all were well aware, but y'all don't owe me any loyalty so it's whatever. I can't be the only one fighting for my family anymore. I've been so loyal and transparent, but I haven't gotten the same energy in return. The lack of loyalty and the disrespect is ridiculous and I'm done. You know, and this guy, AE, he responded during an Instagram live with DJ Big Vine. Okay. And he said, I thought, shit, I got caught. I got caught before, you know what I'm saying? And she just had enough, obviously. I love her though. That's my best friend, the mother of my child. I love Sebastian, my stepson too, but I like women. At the end, <laughs> I don't think anybody can be happy or successful if you're not truly yourself. Whether other people understand it or blame you for it, it's just who I am. And it's not how she wants to be loved. Who does? Who wants to be loved who like that? He said, she's had be it. he said she's had enough, but at the end of the day, I'm me. That's when behind him, you would have seen me like fucking Carrie when she, it's like, they're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> like when she started I looking real crazy, I would have fucking made that nigga start levitating off the ground with my eyes. And then I would have like turned my head and his neck would have fucking crept like a fucking. The Kill um Bill sirens. That's all I could. The like, dun, 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 dun. like, I just feel like the Kill what? Bill sirens would have been in my head. Like, and I, I can't even mean? say. The thing is, what do you mean? I can't even get. I couldn't get, I can't even get into detail what I really want to say. All I would say is, do you want to play a game? Like it's gonna be on that <laughs> type do time. Do I don't mean? even want like I really want to be on some jigsaw type time. Like, not even like I don't want it to be quick. I just wanna you wanna you wanna play a game? Yeah, no, that's what, let's play I, a game. So I don't want to get in trouble. By who? I don't know. I just don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. But I want to tell the truth. And I wanna I wanna say this because this has been on my mind. There are these people out here who will say, that's my best friend. I love her. Mm. I love Sebastian. Mm. Do right by the people you claim to love. Mm. You cannot love someone and make them feel that low. You cannot mm. love someone and, and disrespect. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes more apparent to me every day that people don't know what love is and people don't know what pain is because they are off. They're broken. And so here's mm -hmm. my thing. What do I got to do to make you understand what pain feels? Some people can't feel emotional pain, so you must cause them physical pain. You must cause them financial pain. This would have been the moment I would have stole his money. This exactly. would have been the moment where I would have poked his ass with something. I would have poked him. I would. I would have taken like, nothing is, like I'm not saying I would kill him or nothing like that. But I would definitely take like a toothpick or something and like poke him under his foot or something. I'm or sorry, like Yeah. This shit is really making me feel like very conservative because like when does it end? Like, I'm so sick of this. Like, it's not normal. It's not normal. Like, I know people say, like, apparently, like, misog I mean, not misogyny, monogamy is not normal. Like, we are, yeah. people are supposed to go, like, for instance, if I saw 
if I was with somebody and they looked at somebody and they saw that they looked good, I'm not going to get mad because I'm probably thinking that somebody looked good. Like I have a friend that's in a very committed relationship and they used to have a very wild past, but they, they have a partner now and their partner is somebody that's strictly monogamous. And my friend is somebody who had a past with like, you know, they were poly before and they were like very like, you know, promiscuous and stuff like that. But they're like, you know what? I love this person and I'm going to change, but, but they if, still if be talking. They still change. talk. Yeah. And if you don't want to change, you don't have to. But they still talk about like, you know, I seen this person and I had a crush on them, but I'm not going to act on it because I respect my partner. And then their partner understands like, you know, they're going to find somebody, they're going to find people attractive, you know? But yes. I am so sick of people trying be, first of all, I don't know what bitch you want to be. I don't know what bitch is going to accept that. Um, And what bitch is better than Amber Rose? That's my one. rule. Like, huh? I don't really want to be around bitches like that. I'm sorry. Um, take it how you want. But my thing is who, again, who's going to accept that? And why are these people constantly going or trying to be with other people who don't have the same, you know, love language, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's my thing. It's like, people want to talk about this. Oh, I love women. Oh, I just got it. You don't me. love it. That do is you. selfish. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Go do you then. But the you want to have you. your cake and eat it too. And mm-hmm. that be my, that's my issue. My issue, if this person, like Nick Cannon, honestly, that's why I don't really talk about Nick Cannon because Nick Cannon is very upfront about never wanting to be married again, never want to be in one relationship again. So anybody who involves themselves with Nick Cannon, you have to know what you're signing yourself up for. Mm-hmm. You agreeing with it doesn't matter. You how your thoughts, your feelings doesn't matter. Here is someone who's being wide open about what they're saying and from what you know from a from a bird's eye view is like, hey, this is who I am, and everybody involved seem to be happy. But mm-hmm. stop trying to be the fucking dad of the year, the husband of the year, you know, if you know you're not like that, and then hurt somebody, and then you gotta be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say this is okay, and it's not. And I also feel like you're a wimp, you're a coward, mm-hmm. you're a bitch, because you can't, mm-hmm. you can't be who you are because you know this person is gonna leave you. Mm-hmm. So you lie and you're cowardly and you hurt somebody because you don't know who you are and you can't stand in it. I can't stand I can't stand liars at my at this big age. I'm gonna be honest with you because it's cowardly. You scared it's of very- me? You scared of me? Why am I gonna beat you? What am I gonna do? Beat your ass? What am I no seriously? What am I really gonna do to you if you say, you know what? You seem like if I could be, you know, with one person, it would be you, but I just can't do it. I respect the truth. Regardless of how I feel, I'm not going to argue with your truth because I respect your truth. When and also, that the truth, sets I really me free. It. That, that sets what? me free so I can find somebody I want. Exactly. Amber Rose wants love. She wants a family. And it makes me so upset that, you know, she is trying to show up honest and she'd be giving these guys chances and she really seems like a fantastic mom and a sweet person and it's just not happening for her that really really bothers me that you know it just keeps happening to her and I feel for her and she wrote a follow-up she said when you're in love with a narcissist your brain tells you to run when your heart says stay unanswered questions gaslighting stonewalling deflecting projecting i wish it was easy to quote unquote fix him but that's not for me to do the pain cuts so deep especially when children are involved i will always love him so much but i huh, what anyway but i know i can't heal 
him. Only he can do that. I knew I had to set myself free publicly or I would have stayed forever, never receiving the love I craved and begged for. Tough choice because it hurt so bad, but I choose me. I don't want to have to do this all. I just wanted my family, my husband. There's only so many times I can ask a man to just be transparent, honest, and love me wholeheartedly. I don't know if I'll get the happy ending I wanted, but maybe I'll get the happy ending I deserve. That got me. Because sometimes shit hurt, but there's usually something better for you if you just not only move forward, but learn from it and start mm-hmm. seeing the signs because we hate to admit it, but there are some signs from certain people. But also, I just want to start holding fuck niggas accountable. You know, I think when people cheat, it just be like, oh man, he made a mistake. We need to start stoning people. Who how cheat. do you make that mistake? Like, and how do you, you feel when you're about to do, literally, I was, now I can say it publicly. I was, um, there, I had, um, I was talking to somebody, literally non-exclusive, just talking to this person. And, you know, just being like, you know, intimate with this person. But I met up with someone from my past and um they had was like you know pushing up on me wanted to you know take things further and literally physically I could not I was like no I don't want to because I feel like I'm being I'm betraying this person even though they probably was betraying me (laughs) that's why I'm like you know that kind of stuff is not for me I'm not a situation shipper like stuff like that but anyway anywho I felt like I just couldn't, and this person was any is not even like you know mine. So I don't understand. I just don't understand it. Like just because I just can't control it. You have a sickness. Yeah. If you if that is the truth, if that is the truth, what you're saying is the truth. And you trying you to hide behind it. I love women? No, you don't. Like no. also, that's not love. You're weak. You're, you're weak minded. You're weak minded. You love having sex. That's mm-hmm. what you like doing. You're an addict. With different people. Um, and that's one that's you're one lonely. thing. But that's not right to do if the other person thinks that you're j- they're just with you. That's not right to do because, you know, I don't know their business. But, you know, you with somebody, y'all got a baby. You having sex with them unprotected. They think it's just, that's not right. That's unethical to me. Like, it's unethical to do that to people and to betray people, betray people, betray people like that. But um, I just wish her well, and I'm sorry she's hurting. I felt triggered by it because it just gets to a point where you're just like, I don't want to be done dirty anymore, but I can't control it. Mm-hmm. I can't control it. You get tired of being embarrassed and just feeling so stupid by people. And apparently this is something that's been going on for a very long time because she and said that, that she had to go public in order to, I guess, hold herself accountable. Yeah. Because if people was like trying to make a joke with it, they was like, nobody would know you cheated on if you didn't. But I get it. Like, it's just the same way. I'm like, I always be like, I'm going to the gym. Like, you know, yep. hold yourself, mm-hmm. you know, accountable. And it's healing to admit what happened. And also, I'm evil. I want everybody to know you dirty. <laughs> I wish she would have said the names of the girls because she said she's gonna do that, but she's not in the business ruining nobody's life. I'm like, girl, why? I would have been like, yeah, like I would have been like DMX on that song. I'd have been calling everybody out. He's 34. Really? He look older than that. He's 34 years old. I said 34 years old. Uh, I didn't know he was a uh, big time like executive for Atlant- Atlantic, but yeah. regardless, you know, she's a good oh, mother. <laughs> what? Never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but <laughs> off the mic. 
off the mic. Um, so yeah, just sending love to Amber Rose and to all the women who are going through, all the people who are going through pain from some fuck shit. You know, it just sucks. Um, next, Sex in the City reboot is happening, and they've added a black woman. Go darky. <laughs> love to see it. After what? Two decades of no diversity. So, <laughs> just kidding. After not one single black friend in New York City in their friend group. Not not even um <laughs> sorry. Not even like, you know, a black coworker. Like, <laughs> no, no in New black, York City. No one oh, Jennifer no Hudson. Black. Oh yeah, my bad. Her assistant. <laughs> I forgot her she had the one black person was her assistant. I'm sorry. I just wouldn't have took the role. <laughs> That ugly ass bag she gave her. She said, huh, I'm from the big city, but I'm just here for a little bit. I'm like, don't y'all get tired of that black woman? I'm going to say it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the black woman. <laughs> yeah, me and my mama, we we worked hard. I done bust tables and now I'm here <laughs> trying to make a living. That is until my husband gets back. He a bus driver. So it was like everybody working class, but I just, I can't. But it's, it's like painfully working class. It's painfully working class. People don't even be like that. No, she but always wanted to go to Paris. Hmm, maybe someday. It's like ugh. everybody <laughs> does this black girl, and you just know it's white people behind it all the time. Just fucking frustrates me. Side note: um, a lot of white people tell me I sound like Jennifer Hudson, and I just don't hear it. You really don't. To me, that you just pretty much called me a mammy. <laughs> Not because Jennifer Hudson is a mammy, but because I just feel like they think the, every black woman had it. <laughs> Let me tell you something, sugar. Yeah, and they don't mean Jennifer Hudson. They mean her roles. Yeah, and that's how she sounds. Played. Effie White. That's who they think I am. Mm -hmm. They think I'm Effie White, mm -hmm. and I'm not. Um, but, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker posted an Instagram photo Um leading up to i guess teasing the show okay and let me just get the name of the reboot because it's not like sex in the city return it's and just like that dot 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 mm. so um apparently kim cattrall who plays samantha is rumored to be replaced with nicole ari parker iconic actress <laughs> beautiful woman love her always married to what's his name is it boris kojo Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they they are just one of the most beautiful, quiet black couples in Hollywood. I love them. They are. I love them to death. But um, in this in the show, she will play a mother of three and a documentary, a documentarian. Okay? So CNN also inquired details about three other characters added to the show. And they want us to know that they're listening. They heard us and they're listening. So they have Sarah Ramirez starring as Shay Diaz, they, them, a non-binary queer stand-up comedian, the host of podcasts on which Carrie Bradshaw is regularly featured, Sarita Chaudhuri, who plays Seema Patel, a single self-made powerhouse Manhattan real estate broker, and Karen Pittman, who plays Dr. Naya Wallace, a brilliant, challenging Columbia law professor. And then this is funny to me in the CNN article. It says Nicole Ari Parker is African American, and if she is now part of the popular corlette, that's a big deal. <laughs> Sorry, 
<laughs> they said she's African American. <laughs> like, thank you. Like, thanks. Like, oh, thanks. An avocado. An avocado. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. It was with given. diversity and inclusion, I feel like a person that's just like, no, every time people make any decision, because it's just like, I don't know why this still feels racist. Yeah, it was a little why. weird. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to give it a chance and I'm going to be watching. Because like, even though there was no diversity in Sex in the City, it wasn't a bad show. And I did still see myself in a lot of the characters. So um, I feel like just as long as you keep that at the core of the characters, then that's fine. I find that when people try to slip in diversity and inclusion, um, it is sometimes can be an afterthought and there's no real critical character development for mm. these people because it's not, the, 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 the characters are not uh, written by people who identify. So mm. it's white people saying what they think black people are. And that's when you get that Jennifer Hudson character. Exactly. And, you know, so, well, that character that she was in Sex and the City. Exactly. And I'm just like, I'm hopeful that, you know, the show was good enough that they won't do that. But I still remember Jennifer Hudson's. We won't forget. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I just thought about the skip, the um, administrator, when I was like, mm-hmm. 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 Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure did, Cheryl. <laughs> that's how, that's how uh-huh. I feel. Because I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. <laughs> I know that's right. Uh-huh. Okay. So we'll see. Spider-Man trailer dropped. Tom Holland, Zendaya, Doctor Strange. The gang is it was all there. And let me tell you, it was some action packed in this trailer. That shit was action packed. It had me on the edge. <laughs> so it's called Spider-Man No Way Home. Woo. Spooky. <laughs> Comes out December 17th in movie theaters. Um, and I am interested to see if this, I don't see it right now, if it'll drop on Disney Plus, but it's some people suing. It's some people suing. Um, Emma Stone is suing for, <laughs> <laughs> Emma Stone is suing for the Cruella DeVille thing being dropped uh, the way it did. And Scarlett Johansson is suing for uh black widow being streamed being available to be streamed on disney plus so let's see if it's (laughs) if they hate women or if they're going to do it to spider-man as well let's see um so before we get into that this is a trailer so we can't necessarily like spoil a trailer because it's not like we know we've seen the movie or anything i have no clue unless the data wants to give us some like exclusive movie tickets or something then oh sorry unless i know tom holland is a bruncher if he wants to get us some some tickets into the theater we can do that not him being a bruncher can i just say he's an exceptional actor like i really really like him he's slowly becoming one of those people where I had my I, reservations only because I'm um I'm an old bro and I was like Toby Maguire <laughs> I like Toby Maguire for but sure he is a he when I heard him talk I said oh cutie patoot he's so cute and sweet and I also saw him when he was younger in his first movie and when I said he was acting and I was crying from how good he acted in this movie he was like literally all of nine years old in this film <gasps> He was, he, I was like, is that Tom Holland? And I'm like, I went on Wikipedia. I'm like, it sure is him. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It sure is. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I am a fan. Then it was that movie. I know everybody was uh, making fun of Edward Cullen's uh, accent. <laughs> 
This nigga put that a Robert Pattinson. Because he was like, the rain in Spain is in Maine. <laughs> but Tom Holland really was the should have been the focus. Um, anyway, <laughs> your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is back. But they ain't treating him so friendly. So in this movie... His um, identity was revealed, and they were, like, painting him out to be the devil. And I guess she got so bad that he went to Dr. Strange and was like, please just make it go away. And somebody told Dr. Strange not to do the spell, and he did it anyway. So um, as a Marvel fan and as a Dr. Strange fan, he is typically all about he's like almost all knowing in the way that time and dimensions and all that shit works and even if you aren't dr strange all you got to do is watch back to the future once to know you don't fuck with the past right you don't, you don't do it at every movie it's like ah don't do it leave everything alone but you know what i just thought of something what what if his dr strange brain was hacked or something Maybe because it was revealed at the end that um I forget his name. It was like Octopus Man or something. Uh, <laughs> What's his name? Doctor Octo. Octo Mom. Like I, doc- <laughs> wait, Doctor Oct. Wait, Doctor Doctor Oct. Doctor Octopus. Is it? No, Doctor Octo Octavius. Oh, that's creative. Octo Octo. I like that. <laughs> well no we sound i'm so sorry if y'all had to hear that we was act not me Oct. having my phone in my hand and wikipedia up <laughs> struggling to say that with you that though <laughs> it literally took me seconds wait a minute wait a minute hold up it says rumors have circulated that former Spider-Man actor Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield could join Holland in a new film. Sorry, I was just thinking about that scene where Tobey Maguire was dancing, and I hope he come back and do that. But anyway, I just feel like I need to see the movie one because mm-hmm. I need to see it, but two because I need to know like why Doctor Strange was fucking with Tom. He know better, right? Also, I'm very new to Marvel. And I'm very excited to get it because honestly, everybody know I was hardcore. Um, I am still hardcore DC, but um, WandaVision really got me. Child. So now I'm invested. What a time to be alive. WandaVision definitely uh held us down during the panty too. Like I think that I it, it was just so good. I actually do want to watch the other um the other series on. Uh, Disney Plus. I'm sorry, I didn't. I wanted to see girls. I, I know, I know, me too. And the thing is, WandaVision was just, I didn't know what was happening. That's why I was such a pleasant surprise. And then the memes that came after, come on. Like, it was just such a fun time. I will say, though, you um, you should watch Black Widow. I don't know if you have, but it's... Yeah, I watched it. You did? No, I said I will watch that. Well, we should watch it together. because there's girls in it. Yeah, we should. We should watch it. So we, I really enjoyed it. And I just was like, I, as soon as I was watching it, I knew it wasn't going to do well, though. Because it was just too real. It was too much, like, power in it for, like, men to really want. But I just, I felt like the ass kicking could have got them. But I'm like, nah, the shit they talking about, people ain't ready to hear this. They ain't mm-hmm. ready to, to see what this, get this message. But it is an important piece to the Marvel puzzle. Because, you know, at the end of every movie, it kind of teases how this is going to tie mm-hmm. into what's next. So, um, yeah, we should watch it. But um, I'm so excited. My little brother really don't allow me to miss anything Marvel. <laughs> so I will be in the movie theaters to see this. Also, would like to see Candyman. Don't that come out soon? 
It do. I would like to see it. Um, hopefully that's okay to say. Sometimes you go, like, I want to see that movie, and people be like, oh, well, the person who directed <laughs> the movie is actually um, he allegedly keeps cats in their cages all day long. You be like, oh man, I really want to support that. But no, kitty me, kitty me, kitty me. All right, so let's get into the sunken place. I feel well, like we've good. already been there. Can you hear me well? Okay, I can hear yeah. myself better now. I turned the volume down on my mic to hear myself. So, Sabria decided, well, we were talking about this last night on um, how some people, some people just want to take, 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 and they never want to give anything, right? Mm-hmm. And it's on, it's on both sides. It's a lot of men who will be out here on the internet talking about how they want somebody to do this, that, and the other for them, and cook for them, and clean for them. And it's like, what do you bring to the table? What do you, what can you do for me other than um, knock off my pH balance? Like, what can you do for me, right? And then you hear some people that are like, you know, I'm a city girl. I want somebody to pay the bills for me. I want somebody to do this for me, do that for me. Cool, if you can find that. But like, honestly, what are the odds that somebody is just going to wake up in the morning and decide that they want to take care of you without you doing anything for them? Exactly. What are the odds? And, like, I'm somebody that, like, I get high off of giving people stuff. Like, I love being, like, a giver and stuff like that. But even me being that, like, being, like, my personality, it feels very bad when... (laughs) Sorry, that came out really weird (laughs) on my mouth. But I be feeling bad when I be giving people stuff. And, like, I don't... Like, it's not that I expect to get every time I give something, but, like, when I give people something, it's like I'm thinking of you. And I feel like, oh, so you never think about me? Like, I always use this as an example. Friend of the show. Um, <laughs> our friend Ryan. Um, I When I worked at the mall, I was obsessed with Auntie Anne's. Like, I would always get a pretzel. And if you get the pretzels without the butter on you get a fresh pretzel, um, it's vegan because there's no butter on it. Um, so I will always get, um, Auntie Anne's pretzels and I think it was for my birthday. Um, I forgot what I think it might've been for my birthday. Ryan got me, um, Auntie Anne pretzel, like mix that I can make my own pretzels at home. And I'm like, I like, I think about that so much because I'm like, you really care about me. You really listen. Like you really know that's something that like, that I will love like you know like yeah. I, also another friend of the show Peter um I put in my Instagram story like years ago and this is when we first started being friends and he was out of the country is this horror book and I was like my birthday is coming up like anybody give me that like just joking or whatever and I just was like you know I'll probably end up buying it myself or like ask my parent one of my parents to get it he mailed the book to me Mm-mm-mm. out of the country a real one he mailed the book to me for my birthday a um real one is on my shelf right now um and i just think that was so like you really again you really listen to me like you really like pay attention and it made me feel so like because i'm somebody that and i'm not talking about friendship wise i'm talking about like um let's see frank relationship wise i'm somebody that that I either have to ask for things or people just don't give it all. 
So that made me want to, again, look at my relationships and my romantic relationships differently because of those things that my friends have done for me. And it just made me feel so like full of love. Like even like, you know, of course, like one day I forgot what was, um, I forgot what, but Ima swung by and brought some donuts. I wanted this donut so freaking bad. And Ima swung around with a donut. Like, it's just stuff like, it's little stuff like that. Like, I'm not asking for, like, a Birkin or, like, something like that. You know, it's just little, the little gestures is what, because it means you're listening and you're paying attention, you know? You're paying attention. And also, like, I feel like in dynamics, people don't understand there's always give and take, even if you don't mm-hmm. see it. That's a lot. Exactly. Is there somebody selling it to you that, like, oh, yeah, I don't do nothing for for this guy, all he do is give me money. It's a lie. It's a lie because even if you give him an ego boost, you mm-hmm. give something. You give something to people. So you should expect for every time you give something, get something to have to give something. Mm-hmm. And you should want to do it. Like in relationships, it's everybody think about what they can get, what they can get, what they can get. Oh, mm-hmm. how is this person going to serve me? How Love is not self-serving. It is supposed to be transformative and mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like to take care of nobody, you don't like to give to nobody, then you shouldn't accept to re- expect to receive anything. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. I feel like that's the problem with love is every nobody wants to be foolish so they don't give at all. They're, and I'm like, there are simple ways to vet to see if somebody is the one, to see if they're a good person, see if they're for you, they're worth this, they're worth that. It's simple ways, but nobody wants to do that. They just want it's all about them, 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 and I hate it. Um, so just like, uh, don't be that person. Yeah, don't it's just, be that, and it's it's not only is being that person like not nice. It really every time somebody is selfish and they are a selfish lover, they make another person have less faith in love. Exactly. And it's time for it's time for all of us to move differently and be like, how am I representing love right now? Like you're not just representing yourself. You are responsible for how someone for someone's experience, and do you want them to? experience you as a selfish lover i said this on twitter the other day the problem with you niggas is that you can't be embarrassed nobody's Mm. embarrassed about being called out as selfish Mm -hmm. being called out as a bum being called out as like self-serving that just Mm -hmm. people like that they took the self-care and you know be selfish treat yourself to the next level exactly it's just just not what we meant it's not what we meant it's not what we meant and I got humbled early as an only child, and I had to watch that because sometimes I overcompensate because I don't want people to find me like selfish. But I feel like I have—I don't know if you can see it—but like, I feel like I have a good balance between it. Like I, I found a good medium, like not over, not being overly given. Um, yeah. But when I was younger, people—I first of all, I was a child, so I didn't. People would even before people even seen how I behaved automatically people thought I was selfish just because I was an only child. Like people just already had it in their brain. And that word as a child did something to me. The words selfish and ungrateful, they did something to me. Like I was, somebody called me that like as a child, I was like, Oh, I don't like that. So as a child, I made sure that I was like, you know, always grateful and I'm 
to be like, you know, somebody that was not selfish and people see that. Like I always remember when um, my parents had bought me Beyonce tickets and they were trying to keep it a secret and they told Iman and my dad said she never complains and she is always grateful for stuff. And I'm like, I love that, you know, I mean, of course they see it because they're my parents, but it's just like, that's the reputation that I want to have because those mm -hmm. were like you said i don't understand how people don't get embarrassed from stuff like that because as a child that were hurt adults probably hurt more than people calling me fat as a kid yeah, to be honest because i'm like that is my person i'm like oh my gosh like no way like i can't yeah. be like that and it's because like if my parents called me ungrateful i just it just wasn't the truth i really mm -hmm. did understand that they you know how how much they did for me i really mm -hmm. was thankful about it mm -hmm. i and i was in a position where i knew that a lot of kids around me didn't have it and they should have but they weren't getting it so mm -hmm. it was like i really Really did appreciate what my parents did for me I'm still that way to this day mm -hmm. so being called ungrateful was pretty much like seeing you don't respect me and you yeah. don't love me which I'm like such an empathetic person I'm like no when some people feel love I'm like all right pause the game like this is this is not right and I'm just like you can't let hurt or lack of resources whatever it's no excuse to become a selfish person it's no it's no excuse, excuse. and it's it's so unattractive it's so disheartening. <laughs> it's so disheartening too because uh -huh. it's like <laughs> it makes you feel like i mean it makes you feel like shit because like it's like <laughs> why it's like is there something wrong in me like that makes you don't want to you know do something like you know for me because for me it's nothing like you know and also another thing is when people feel like they're sorry i was like kind of getting off the script here but when people feel like for instance if if i'm if a man um pays for my uber um and we don't work out and he feels like oh i took a l or like that bitch got me out of uber so like that you should have never did it yeah, because you, I feel like you is, should if never you don't get got it. the money to, to get somebody an Uber and it not work out, then you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be dating me. That's exactly, I'm because I'm not going to go as far as to say you shouldn't be dating, even though yeah. that's what I believe, but you definitely shouldn't be dating me if you can't afford to, like, come on, if you can't afford to do it. And that's Uber, not an L, that's not a, that, that's not an L at all. It's just, you know, things didn't work out or we might have not, you know, clicked or managed and like, you know, I had um somebody who did, like, we did a lot, like, um we have um we did a lot like he took me out again for his birthday and he you know we didn't work out and i actually did um kind of curse him out but he has never <laughs> said never thrown it in my face like oh all this stuff that i've done for you like xyz it was never that and and that i do appreciate because yeah. he had he really out of like all the people that i've dated he we wasn't even mutually exclusive but he has done the most for me and i actually really appreciate it and also uh, even though it didn't work out and you know we had you know whatever i kind of measure the stuff that he has done for me i measured that like because I, I felt so good it was like i was like i felt like a high because i was like i'm so used to like i forgot what it's from i think it's from big brother this lady saying like i'm used to giving and now i get to receive and like that's how i felt i was like so excited to have somebody like taking me out on dates taking me to their beach even if it was jersey i was living i felt like i felt you couldn't tell me i wasn't in vegas like something like that <laughs> or like yeah. in, Me in mexico like i just even though it was just jersey 
Jersey is still like fun. Let me let me blast music in his car, wind in my hair, like you know. I it's just was feeling shit. it. It's a simple shit, and also, and I took like, him out, and I took him out, and I felt good. Like when I took him out, I felt like now I get to treat you. I'm taking you to dinner. Exactly. That's what that was just about to get to. That like when somebody is being good to you and you being good, it makes you want to just be good to them back. So like, let's not wait for one person to do it first. Let's both show up ready to be good to each other. Like, come on. Exactly. And if he you can't did- be. If you don't have, like, it's not always financial. People Mm -hmm. be poor financially, poor in morale, Mm. poor, poor in Mm -hmm. attitude, Uh poor in mental health, like, poor in every way and trying to drain you dry. You fucking leech? Like, no. No, I hate a leech. I hate a person that just take, 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 suck, 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 move, move, move. And if you don't stop them, they won't stop themselves. And I had to learn. I, I just... I just, it's so not like me that it's just like, how can you be like this? Um, And especially because like people, niggas be scared to eat a banana because of toxic masculinity. (laughs) But toxic toxic masculinity don't stop you from being a bitch. (laughs) Toxic masculinity don't make you want to impress me so that you don't see me like a lame nigga. Toxic masculinity. You might as well go, go, go. You might as well take it down because like. Yeah, just deep throat that glizzy. Since, you know, at this point, like just trash toxic masculinity if you're not going to engage in the most beneficial part of it. Like that's the thing. Like people be like, nah, I ain't wearing no skirt. But then go be like, can I have $30 from a girl? Like, oh my God. If you're going to be toxic masculine, if you're going to be toxically masculine, be standing it. Be that way all the way. Be a man. Be a man. Mm-hmm. I want you to act like Frank from Moesha if you want to be a man so bad. Exactly. Like, you want to take care of this, take care of that. You don't be wanting to do that. Yeah. Go get, then get my feet done if you, if you such a man. I mean, let me just be honest with you, though. <laughs> I don't have these problems with people taking from me financially, and neither do you. I don't yeah. play those games. I don't care who feel what. You are better off arguing with your mom than arguing <laughs> with me when it comes to that. That's something I do not play about that. I don't care what feminists said. I don't care what who said what. I don't play those games. Mm-hmm. I know I stay in a woman's place, okay? Yeah. I stay in a lady's place when it comes to certain things with money. Like, and yes, and I, I could take care of, like Sierra said, I could take care of myself and find somebody to do it too. I'm not, no. Mental, people drain me more mentally. Yep, and they do. Emotionally. Than yep. fin- nobody has ever drained me financially. No, the will. most you'll get is like a meal. Yeah, the most you'll get is a meal, and I'm going to shop at Whole Foods regardless. So if I give you, like, a few pieces of cauliflower, like, that's, I have that to give. I do. I have that to give. You're not going to make a fool of me with that. Um, mm-hmm. But somebody's like, hey, baby, um, can I just please borrow, like, do you, you, especially if you're not my man, oh, please. I'm going to be laughing so hard, all my teeth going to be showing. Ain't no way. I say it every time. I say it every show. And I say it all the time because I want to drill it in your heads that I cut somebody off for asking me for $25. That till this day makes me sick to my stomach. It was $25. We was getting lightheaded. I was getting, I was pissed. I was livid. He was fine. Tall. You know, definitely my type. 
And because I have a hard time cutting people off that I'm physically attracted to. But that, when I saw that, he looked like a swamp thing to me. Asking me that. <laughs> Are you crazy? Child. But yeah, bottom line, don't don't be that person on either side and stand in what you want um, and be honest about that. And whatever you want, you need to be willing to give in another way. Exactly, because it's just never like, and I feel like, I mean, I'm not going to say it's stuff like that's a shame, but you're when you do that, you don't love that person. It's, you just don't. You are you just in it you for it. yourself. And it's a shame because as I get older, I realize a lot of relationships are like that. Like people are just very self-serving. And that is not built off of love at it's all. It's not at all. Well, that's the sunken place for this week. Uh-huh. Um, next we're gonna move on into common senses. All right. Um, and this week, um, we have a listener letter and it was titled Boss from Hell. So let's give this person a name. Hmm. Lexi. I like that. Okay, cool. Lexi says, hi, Sabria and Iman. I'm sending this letter along from my, oh, well, sorry. That's stupid. The conundrum. Let's get into this. <laughs> my boss is rude as fuck to me. For some background, I work in science. And I recently just graduated early from college last year. And this is my first job while I complete my PhD applications to hopefully go to grad school next year so in short you just came on our show and stunned on us talking about how you graduated early for all these different I things i feel like i had peas for brains <laughs> i felt like ed, ed and eddie but you know which edit ed, i felt like um but it says i experienced a lot of imposter syndrome in undergrad since i went to a top school essentially niggas were white and male and i didn't see myself much as a scientist at the time. Admittedly, sometimes I still question it, but deep down, I do know that I'm what I'm capable of. Per. Currently, I love my job. I love what I do, and I love the science. However, my boss can be very condescending to me. Keep in mind, I'm the only black woman on the science team in the company's history. Each time I make a minor mistake of any sort or don't know a certain thing due to not having industry experience, she damn near berates me, telling me she doesn't have time to hold my hand or treat me like a baby. She has told me in the past she expects me to do everything 100% perfectly or at least 98%. Admittedly, I do make mistakes at work. However, they are very minor mistakes, such as entering the wrong formula number, off by one number, and usually I'll catch it. But she wants me to send in completed work, even when it's just a draft or a question, which gives her more room to scold me. Furthermore, this micromanaging behavior on her end makes me feel extremely pressured and honestly provides an environment in which I am prone to make more mistakes. She has told me rude things such as, I can't think of anything you do well. <laughs> you look like a 10 year old and none of my black friends are posting about the situation in the Middle East, but I posted about Black Lives Matter all that summer. I have spoken to her communication with me a total of three times. The first time was months ago and writing after writing my first scientific publication in which her edits would usually sound like, I hate this, delete it, I hate that, delete it. This greatly lowered my morale at the time. After speaking to her, she told me she was sorry for being harsh, but really needed me to be at 100%. The second time, a few weeks ago, I wanted to speak to her about how I simply don't like how she talks to me. While speaking, she asked me 
why didn't you tell me this stuff before? To which I responded, because you're my boss. And because as a black woman in the industry, I'm wary of how I present when there's conflict. To which she responded with the whole speech in which she doesn't see color. Later on in the same conversation, she told me, I just don't think you're very friendly or passionate. I asked her what I would need to express in order to know that I am. And she said, I don't know, smile, question mark. I think I need to leave this job. It feels like I'm giving up, but I feel so anxious every day and I believe it's right. It's to the point that I'm throwing up one day out of the week for hours due to stress. And even my mother recognizes that I'm losing weight. Because when I'm anxious, I can't eat, and I'm anxious between the hours of 8.30 and 5 p.m. Even the second I become conscious upon waking up, extreme dread washes over me. I've been going to therapy, trying to increase my work ethic, and doing everything I can, but I need to leave and potentially pursue my own business full-time. So scary. But I only worked here for seven months. My plan is to leave in October. Would y'all leave? Would you reconfigure your entire life, your lease, your financial situation, and everything, all because one person wants to be so difficult? Thanks so much. Sorry it was so long. You know I love the show, and I'm an eternal bruncher. Would love to know what y'all would do in this situation. Love, Lexi. So before we get to the the guiding question, I just want to say, so I think this is Lexi's like, I don't know if it's her first job, like in general. Um, but I read the letter earlier, but reread, hearing you reread it, that uh, first of all, com- commenting on somebody's, uh, your employee's in- appearance, that is highly inappropriate. That has nothing to do with the job. Honestly, that has nothing to do. A lot of this stuff is like highly inappropriate. Um, it definitely violates. I've never read your every every job has an employee handbook, and that violates several rules and employee handbooks. Because I've you know been working for a while, so uh, all those things that a lot of stuff that she's doing is violating um everything in an employee handbook. Um, I'm at a point like honestly rereading this. I'm so happy you took over just then because I needed to take a deep breath because I'm at a point where I'm like, forward me this bitch address because <laughs> you just gotta run up on some holes. What the? Mm. F- what were you saying? What were you saying? And I'll get to that because this is why I love exposed culture. I love it. I love it so much because mm-hmm. it's just like, you know what? You gonna keep doing what you're doing. You gonna get what you gonna get. Right. But but we will answer your question regarding what we would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say that for the end. We also just want to talk about professionalism and, you know, microaggressions. And sometimes we've experienced it so that we can honestly not just tell you what we would do, what we have done. Definitely can say 100%. I have never had someone say this to my face, but I have mm-hmm. been in positions where when I was younger, people have said things to me and I didn't know how to speak up right without, you know, d- even going deeper into that angry black woman thing. So I was so frustrated and I felt so lost. And the time I had a breakdown at mm-hmm. work was the time a white woman said something to me. Oh, well, by the way, this white woman w- it was um, Black Lives Mattering it up recently. <laughs> so it's just you know it, it it is twofold and people like to pretend like it doesn't exist and all these things so we want to start off is with what is professionalism because i think professionalism has been um twist twist and turn to to align with white culture and a lot of times when i'm in white spaces 
I feel like they're not professional, like at all. Sometimes like I have been at jobs where you ask somebody a question and they go, what? You're like, that's not how you talk to people. It's really not. That is so rude. You and first people... learn not to say what as a kid when somebody exactly. asks a question. Like, I feel like people don't want to do. So I feel like in workspaces, some people don't have a problem with doing like the physical work, the job work, like doing the data, this and the third, but they don't want to do the, um, the work, um, the communication work. Um, and a lot of people don't have the capacity to even do that as well. Um, because communication work, you really got to take a deep dive. And, and you got to change who you are. You got to change who you are. Like, for instance, um, I feel like genuinely I have always been like a patient person um, when it comes to certain things. I've been a patient person. But when I started working with children... My patience was on a bean, okay? Like, working with children changed my perspective on Everything. a lot of stuff. Like, the way I talk to people, um, considering, um, you know, people's upbringings and considering, um, like, you know, because I was an after-school teacher, so I'm the last person that these kids are going to see. Some of them don't even want to be here. Some of them are here because they is basically, I'm a, I'm a teaching artist, but I'm essentially a babysitter, you know? So there was a lot of things that, you know, I had to do it. I would make lesson plans while I'm at the gym or on a bus and then I get there and the whole thing is going to shit and I got to figure out something on my feet, you know? So that taught me a lot. Um, and I feel like I took that to my other jobs and things. So also it wasn't hard for me to get into his leadership role when my last position, when I became an assistant manager, um, I feel like it just was, everything was fine. Also, I still get um message one of my um key holders literally messaged me recently and was like I'm told me that I'm one of the most patient people that she's ever worked with like talking about how much of a good manager I was and like a lot of my team um confided in me and stuff because they saw how patient I was and how I never got angry and how if I was like like try to flip if something was going wrong or how can we flip this how can we you know do that and I feel like I, I got better at that from working with children and I feel like a lot of people don't want to do that because sometimes that communication part of the job and stuff it leaks into your personal life as well and I feel like if you come to work like that you are that outside of work as well Oh, um, oh, you're worse. You're worse. Because you're you, there's no rules. It's no yeah, rules. And worse. like, I feel like I practice, um, you know, that in my personal life. Oh, for sure. For sure. And when I think about professionalism, I really do think about like, it should be in place to safeguard and put boundaries in place. Professionalism should be there so that no matter who you are, like things from the outside can't um get in but when you think about our country like everything else it was built with white people in mind first and then when other groups it was built with white men in mind first and then when other people you know had to be included it's just like no real effort into real inclusion it just was like an afterthought mm -hmm. an afterthought afterthought and it keeps being built on it so it is mind-blowing to me when people act like it's so out of bounds that people black people can come to work and not feel comfortable when the work 
culture was never meant for them to work there. They never envisioned us being there. They're so shocked. They just are trying to, you know, a lot of times start these diversity and inclusion initiatives so they don't get in trouble. And it makes it hard to be optimistic when diversity and inclusion initiatives happen because it'll be a company talking about how diverse and inclusive they are. And it says, says who? Says who? Mm -hmm. Says the white people who work there? Is who, it, who? Exactly. And, and they why? think... They Why? Think just because having... now you're hired. Yeah, you you hired me, and this mm -hmm. is not me. Yep, yep. Sorry, I'm just about to say that. Let me not. Let me be clear because I don't want anyone to think that I'm talking about my current role or anything like that. This is me talking about like my past. And like, you know, because like Sabria, I have been working for a long time, and if you really think about it, I have definitely had tons of jobs over the last year, few years, and there's one common theme is that for a lot of these places, when I'm the only black person in the room, I do not feel comfortable. So who's to say that, oh yeah, we're just inclusive space. You ain't asked me that question. <laughs> you didn't ask me that question. So it's like real hard to believe um, if that's the case. Uh, and I also feel like there are a lot of people like your boss, Lexi, who weaponize professionalism. They mm -hmm. use the rules to make themselves, to, to protect themselves. And yep. that's what institutional and systemic racism is, is when people try to bend rules to, to protect themselves. And I just want to talk about a time where, like, I that was being done to me. So I was at a salaried job and I would get in at 830 and I would sometimes get there at 840 because I was on expressway and it's fucking traffic. And if it's raining or something like that, yes, I would get in 10 or 15 minutes late. And, and, salary. <laughs> and yeah, I was salary, but I was making some mistakes because I transfer industries and my boss didn't want to mentor me at all. So I knew that this woman wanted me out of here. So instead of actually, you know, being able to get me for one thing, she started writing me up for lateness. And I was like, well, what's the lateness policy? And she was like, uh, you just got to be at your desk by the time. Then I started realizing like, there are some people who come here at 8 a.m. before you get here. How would you know if they got there on time? Also, I'm walking in with other people who get here, who are supposed to get here at 8.30, but because of the where the, their desk is positioned, you just don't see them. So honestly, I now know that you are, I'm, I'm literally walking in with my coworkers and I'm like, hey, is anyone saying anything to you about lateness? And they're like, no. And it's not that I want to get people in trouble. Oh, I'm being late. I want everybody to get in trouble. But I would be a fool to not notice that I'm being treated differently than this person is. Also, the typos that I made, if you work in social media, you know that it's going to happen from time to time times and things are going to slip through the cracks mm -hmm. blase bloop so what i started doing was i started going on other people's pages and i started finding dms from people correcting like grammatical errors from the other people on the team so it wasn't just me who made grammar errors because guess what we had a heavy workload and it was a lot going on but i was made to feel stupid while everybody else just got a slap on the wrist so when i got put on a performance plan the first thing i did was went into the employee manual and i'm like well, what's the lateness policy i can't find a single thing it's almost as if lateness doesn't matter and then i went to hr next and i was like hey here's some screenshots from people being complained for the same thing mm -hmm. they're not on a performance plan also here's the employee manual i don't see anything about 
a lateness policy. So it was a case by case. And she's like, yeah, it's really up to the managers. This is what HR said. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, um, so does that mean that you, my, there's no way to measure consistency amongst different team members? And why wasn't this outlined? Where are the best practices for copy editing? And I went and I told HR because I felt like I was going to be, my job was going to be lost if I didn't say anything. And while at the time I felt sick, like, oh God, I'm stirring pot, I'm causing trouble. But I'm like, well, guess what? I, I'm not starting trouble. I'm, I'm finishing the battle because the trouble was brought to me, bitch. Mm -hmm. Don't come to me with war. <laughs> Don't come to a bitch like me with war. Because I'm like, I didn't ask for this, but I'm damn sure going to go out guns blazing. That's how I am. Now, the whole company got to suffer. Because I'm not going to be the only one here feeling uncomfortable. I am not going to be the only one here feeling uncomfortable. And I honestly, that's my advice to you. You haven't mentioned bringing in HR, but this is someone where you, the first step, always is a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You put two one-on-ones already. The next thing to do is to go to HR. Yes, because you have a case. You, have you really have a, have a case. You have a case. And, and weaponize HR in the same way that people, that they going to do you at any time they decide that they don't want to. This woman is being a bully, saying that you can't make mistakes at work. And, and you look you, 10. What you, does you, that? You look 10 years old. That's ageism. That's racism. And, you know, that's whole thing of not making mistakes first of all you're making a mistake right now by talking to me like this so it was like what do you mean there's no mistakes at the workplace you're not telling me that everyone in here is uh performing at a 100 correction rate unless they're the new tesla fucking robots that you're not <laughs> working here so it's, it's just not real it's not realistic and you're not creating a culture that's that makes me happy and that's what people do when they don't want black people in their space they make us so uncomfortable that we leave and that's what i've done in the past i've been so uncomfortable that I left because I didn't feel like I had a leg to stand on. But I do feel like if you do decide to leave, leave, but make sure you mess up that, mess it up, mess up the entire, you know, dynamic, make her uncomfortable, you know, make her just as uncomfortable as she made you get her on a performance plan. Cause if you're going to go, you're going to go regardless, but you have to send a message to people. When you fuck with me, when you fuck with the only black woman in this space, you are going to feel uncomfortable and that will discourage them from doing it to the next person. Because unfortunately as black women, we have to be the face of the race. We don't get a choice. We don't get a chance to just go up to work and say I don't really want to bother with no race mm -hmm. relationship by default we are now the face of the race we are now you know freedom fighters just because of our identity we don't get a chance to decide so if you don't do it for yourself do it for other people you know because it's going to keep happening and it's just not right that she gets to remain comfortable while you're uncomfortable you throwing up you losing weight and I've been there. Like, I have yeah. been there. And if I could give any message to my younger self, it's, oh, you're going to stand your ground. Exactly. Stand your ground. Exactly. Stand your ground. Because it's, you have, this is not her company. She is not the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. She does not have a right to make you feel uncomfortable there. Exactly. And, as, and whenever we stand up for ourselves, we angry. It is white people and white supremacy is about gaslighting us to make us believe we are overreacting, we mm -hmm. are inappropriate, we are making this space angry and all those things. And it has been proven over and over again that they're liars and they're wrong. Exactly. You know, so you got history on your side there. Exactly. As um, a time I can remember that happened to me, I was working at the box office of this like very popular um, science museum in Philly. 
And I had, it was like my second week there. And um, I was, so we had to get the zip codes of every guest. Um, first of all, it was in, it was intense because it's first it's intense because it's the box office. There's so many buttons. There's people coming with families of like eleven, and you they're trying to buy tickets, and it's very intricate, and they just want to get it done. And the last thing some people want is to be asked their zip code mm-hmm. because like what the fuck for? So they wanted to get each guest zip code because they wanted to know where everybody was coming from for bragging rights um because they're like oh we get people that come here from canada and like first of all people in canada don't have a zip code so i would have to like switch the um something in the system so i can put in like their postal code and first of all a postal code is long as hell i don't know if you ever typed in one but the postal code is almost as long as a phone number jesus so I messed up. Um, I I got flustered because a guest like yelled at me and got really angry because I was asking for too much information, according to him. So um, after that, I got I was so anxious that I stopped asking for people's. I only asked for people's zip code if they were nice to me, and if their energy was off, I wouldn't ask for their zip code. So they knew who was on the register for that day, and they would be like, you know, Sabrina, like you're not getting, um, you're not getting enough zip codes and you're not processing fast enough. Um, they said that I was, I forgot which word they used, but they used, they made it seem like I was um, mentally handicapped because I had a hard time doing, um, getting tickets. First of all, I How worked- How you didn't slap the shit out of those people? I still I was, don't know. I know. Because you was a child. That's yeah, why. I was I was younger. So I was like, oh my gosh. Like, they really made it seem like that. So they were like, you come... First of all, I always came on time. Always came on time. Always had a positive attitude. That's just me. Every job I go to. Um, And they were like, well, we can't, we're not going to let you go. So they had me like stay at the end of the exhibits and like I would collect um, the headsets, which wasn't bad because I learned a lot of stuff because I would like, I would just stand at the, at the end of the exhibit and like do, there was like um, quizzes and I would just like do the quiz. And like when it was like closing time, I would like walk through the exhibit to see like if it was any more people in there. And like, if somebody needed help, I would like, you know, on my headset like call down whatever so it wasn't bad but they may I remember feeling like oh my gosh like I'm just not good at anything first of all I was in college at the same time that was my I was working three jobs that year then the summer I had I had I was working that job I was working an internship and I was working at my old job I was working three jobs um so the fact that I like came there and like was never negative. I never called out or anything like that. And they, you know, wanted, I felt like they, like Karisha said, that's why I'm always hosting y'all. Cause I feel like y'all be trying to find something, like something, <laughs> something. I was trying to find something to talk about. That's really how I felt. Like, I felt like, okay, I come early. I, you know, I, I thought that doing this would make me a better employee. Like sometimes I would stay over and not like clock like I, I had a time for my break but I would just like stay a little bit I'm like I'll get this done first and then I'll go on my break so I thought that would make me like the champion like or whatever it didn't don't do that but um yeah so I just felt like everything 
first of all, it's working a fucking box office, the science museum. It's not that serious. What you do in a series, though. Yeah. But my thing is, serious. people will make you feel like, be, it's, I feel like some people get up, and it's crazy because, again, I was a manager. I just was a manager. Some people are high on a power, a power trip. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they, they have no losers. control. They're losers, and they have no control on their outside life. They're nobody, and them just being the boss, the manager, whatever, that's their person. They want that to be their personality trait. That's why. That's where they have power because they have the title, they have the salary, they have whatever. And when I realized from my last thing, even though I wish things were different because it was different for me when I became a manager because I got promoted and I wasn't, like, just brung in as a manager, but even when I'm going to be brought in as a manager i will still remain the same you can get the thing is you literally get my they always say this you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar and oh, sure. the thing is it's not you lexi is obviously and i you know it's hard you know when you're young you're that age you sometimes often feel like you're the problem what can i do more because like you say you're going to therapy you're trying to you know work harder the thing is she needs to go to therapy i mean we yeah. all do but she definitely needs to go to therapy yeah, there's no reason why that. why are you bringing up your appearance that is highly wildly inappropriate and she probably and like, like a damn witch talking exactly appearance. so people like you have to understand like coming from a position where i had like that i was a manager some people get off on that power like i'm the this i'm the that it's maybe <laughs> I mean, that's just my personality. Even if I was not the assistant manager and I was like the main, I still wouldn't feel like that. Like, I just don't understand it. And I really hope that you, you know, get this, th get this sorted out. Um, and I hope that she does lose her job. Another thing, um, my dad always tells me, and the email has done it as well, always document stuff. Create a Always. paper trail. Create Leave a, a paper, paper trail. trail. Get emails if you can of people being in Times and dates. Witnesses. Also, voice memos. You can record stuff. If you got an Apple Watch um, or you got an Apple phone, you can record somebody. Um, I, before you do that, though, I would say look through the employee handbook to see, like, if that's, like, against. Because I know sometimes. Weaponize their but, own rules. But do, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Because she not following the rules. You don't either. So, yeah. No, if you, no, well, we all know that one person can get away with following the rules while another person can't. You can't even identify that the person in HR ain't their sorority sister. But what true. you can identify is that you did go to HR. You did file a report. And nothing was done about it. Not even a slap on the wrist. So, exactly. you can you can. If you keep. If everybody do the same thing as you have a problem with her but keep it to themselves where can hr even pretend that mm. they you know try to do something exactly. in case let's just say like this blows up let's just say like this gets on twitter let's just say you take this shit public and you want to blow the, the little then they get they they get to say no one ever told us but if you tell people and tell people and nothing was done and there's like oh no a paper trail was created an effort wasn't created to correct the behavior if exactly. they have a diversity and inclusion initiative, oh, please bring it up. If mm -hmm. they got core values, please bring it up. Weaponize with their own words and create that paper trail. Like, oh my God, when people will be like, we are committed to diversity and inclusion, you know, go, go, go share that. Share it with them. Like, hi, I know we're committed to diversity and inclusion. So I want to know how this behavior aligns with that, you know? And most importantly, 
be condescendingly nice because it's just like, oh, I'm an angry black woman. So let me, let me, let me do this for you because one, it's fun. And that's what this one guy told me. Like whenever like a customer is rude to you, be, be freakishly nice to the point where like you're honestly being rude, but they can't prove it. Like it's always like, hmm, okay, great. How can I help you? Honestly, so I got high off. Now that's what I got high off being a manager. Oh my God. Oh, I love when, it. When it was, when the, uh, store manager wasn't there and I was the only manager in the store and they was so angry and they asked to speak to the manager. I'm like, here I go. Like, here <laughs> I go. I'm right here. And you're getting mad and I'm so happy right now. Like, oh, that's, what I, that's what I got high off of. I will say being, but I would never be like passive aggressive or anything to employ. That right there was my shit. Okay. I love rules too. So it's like <laughs> if you put rules in place and you not following them, oh baby, you might. I feel like crack. You know when you crack your knuckles and be like, all right, I'm about, I'm about to go in. That's how I feel because it's like you put these rules in place that you can't even follow, and there's nobody that's going to hold you accountable. So let me be the one for you. And I also love to tell people when they're making me uncomfortable, I will cr I cry. If you if you are hurt and you need to cry to HR, you go ahead and you do it because can't nobody then say, oh. Oh, um, she never said anything. She didn't seem upset. No, she was heartbroken when she came in here. And it's okay to mean it too. Like if that's how you feel. But another thing I will say is that like Sabria said, people think being a manager gives or a supervisor or having a direct report or intern in any capacity now means that they want that they're the ruler of the universe. When in reality, any real leader knows that the moment you get promoted, it's not your um, the person underneath you, you know, position role to support you. It's your role to support them. It's your role to support them. Mm -hmm. The moment I become, um, you know, I get people who work up under me and I'm kind of responsible for their growth. You don't work for me. I work for you. I support you. I'm here to, to make sure that you grow and that you're happy and you're being treated fairly. So you don't support her. She supports you. And she, by taking that position, has become a, a, a informal mentor. And it's people's responsibility, especially entry-level people, especially people fresh out of college, new professionals, they have to learn. They have to make mistakes. And it's their supervisor's job to give them constructed constructive criticism because you're not going to grow otherwise it's every study in the world will show that nobody grows unless they are being challenged yes but also given um some positive feedback as well mm -hmm. it's i mean come on it's 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 supervisor 101 mm -hmm. so um again you could write us offline let us know but go to hr i swear to god email me i will help you write the letter or i love this type of shit even I will another help thing you. If you want, go on LinkedIn, look at the past employees. If there's any black employees, maybe connect with them and somehow like maybe ask them their experience working yeah. with the company. I would be careful because not all skin folk um oh, folk, especially that. in that field i find that I there are a lot of pick me as people um who yeah. when they the only black to get in they oh no i like it here master is nice to me look <laughs> i like it here they let me in they let me feed my family so it's like you mess around and talk to them and you get <laughs> yeah, but we got a deserter they like talk that's to your so true that's so sad yeah. that you can't do that or maybe look at even Glassdoor. Um, yeah, look Glassdoor, Glassdoor people be spilling the tea. Because oh, yeah. let me tell you, I went in on Glassdoor, okay? One of my jobs, I went in, okay? 
For sure, for sure. But you know what? The bottom line is you deserve to not feel, to feel happy and safe at work. Because she don't go to work and feel uncomfortable. She don't go to work and feel that way. So you, mm-hmm. you, you don't deserve that either. When you look at other people and they're feeling comfortable and safe and happy at work, you have to think to yourself, so just because I'm black, I have to feel uncomfortable at work? No way. Come on. That's not a trade-off. That's not a trade-off that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be enough. Imposter syndrome, yeah, that's something everybody going to deal with. But imposter syndrome, because their, their you know, manager or saying things, um, shitty their boss is literally being a terrible person oh no go to hr constantly and if you're gonna leave leave do what you gotta do to make you know protect your peace don't even worry about that seven month thing but you know you know raise hell in the meantime yep raise hell i agree um yeah so that's it for this week's episode of black or brunch thank you for writing us in we never really cover professionalism on that level i was just, thank you i back. was a little scared when Ima said we got to the letter because i thought it was our relationships and i'm not in the space to talk about it but i was like okay no, different topic. This is important, so we yes. really do appreciate it. Um, if you guys have listener letters, if you wanna um do some advertisement with us, if you just wanna say hello, make sure you email us at Black Girl Brunch, or you can um email us. I mean, or you can hit us up on the socials, Black Girl Brunch on Instagram, BLK Girl Brunch Brunch on Twitter. You can hit me up on Instagram at Imamate on um, Twitter at It's Mate It's Real at it's frankenfem on instagram and frankenfem underscore on twitter we love it we love it so much all right guys that's it for this week's show have a good one bye